And now, it's time once again for the show that gives glorious voice to 25 million business owners across the fruited plain. Radio Free Enterprise with Frank Felker. Hello, hello, hello. I am Frank Felker, and welcome back to Radio Free Enterprise. You know, there's a lot of great aspects to being a podcast host, and one of them is I get to learn things. So it's not just all about uh, me teaching you things, kids. It's also stuff that I get to find out about. And I get to find out about aspects of, of fields that I'm already interested in. And in this case, I'm talking about authority marketing, authority positioning. What it means is taking someone who is already quite successful at what they do, but helping them elevate their game and elevate uh, their positioning into the realm of being a recognized authority in their industry or a subject matter expert. And today's communication technology, social media platforms, and all kinds of different aspects are converging to make it easier than ever before for everyone to become a subject matter expert, to become a recognized authority. And my guest today, Donna Gunter, is someone who helps people with their authority positioning, but she's taken a unique approach that not only allows you to become an authority, but actually accelerates the process of your authority positioning through you being an interview guest on multiple podcast shows, just like Radio Free Enterprise. So it's kind of like we're we're shouting down a well or, or looking around in a house of mirrors here, Donna, because you're an interview guest on my podcast talking about how to be an interview guest on a podcast. I but, know. But uh, <laughs> nonetheless, Donna Gunter, welcome to Radio Free Enterprise. Well, thank you, Frank. I'm so happy to be here and so happy to kind of be walking in my talk, I guess, on your show. You sure are, aren't you? That's great. So let's get right into it. What is it that you feel or why do you feel? that appearing on podcasts is the fastest way that somebody can accelerate their own authority positioning. Well, Frank, you know, I had a podcast back in 2008, and I stopped doing it. You know, I kind of fell out of love with it because, you know, it, it took a lot of time, and it just wasn't getting me the results that I wanted. But then I started hearing about six or eight months ago about how 50% of the new cars by 2016 are going to have Internet connectivity and have the ability to download podcasts. And I thought, wow, you know, if new cars are coming out with this, this is something I really need to pay attention to. And I delved into this a bit more and found out that one in four podcast consumers plug their MP3 players or their smartphones into their car audio systems. I mean, my husband has a, a brand new truck. My car is a little bit older, so I don't have that capability. And he's always doing this. And then I saw that Apple has surpassed 1 billion subscriptions for podcasts via iTunes. And I thought, wow. wow, you know, I need to start paying attention to that. There are lots and lots of people out there listening to podcasts. And then I thought, well, you know, I live out in the you know backwaters of Texas, you know, the small town in southeast <laughs> Texas. And I don't get the opportunity to go out that much and do speaking because I'm three hours from a major city. So I thought, well, you know, what better way than to be able to sit in my home and 30 minutes a week and reach out to more of my global market um, without having to leave home, develop this whole new prospect of um, or whole new stream of prospects and clients, get my message out there, add a light, another layer of credibility to what I do. And, you know, again, the, the cool thing about this is that it all takes 30 minutes a week. You know, if I book myself on one podcast a week, I'm getting out there to lots and lots of people without leaving my own home. I mean, you know, what is there not to like about this? <laughs> 
This is just awesome. I'm so excited about this. And as you and I have spoken about just before uh, we started the show today, I am absolutely going to follow your advice here and use this same strategy myself. But which brings me to my next question. So I have taken the time to create a podcast or two over the years, as you have. So if podcasting is so great, why is it that you're not recommending to people that they start their own podcast, but instead appear on other people's podcasts? Well, Frank, I know you know this as a podcast host, and I do too, because I now currently have my own podcast, and I'm a guest host on another podcast. And let me tell you, there are a lot of work to get them started. You know, there's a lot of stuff that goes into the back end before you even get a, a podcast up and running. It does take some time to maintain that each week. You're always having to find new guest interview, and you know, keeping up with all of that back end stuff can really be stressful and can really be cumbersome, especially if you don't have anybody helping you out. Um, I guess I heard a really great analogy on another podcast, ironically enough, um, about this whole notion. And, you know, it's like your neighbor with a great swimming pool. Um, you know, you might want your own swimming pool, but then you look at the neighbor and say, wow, you know, he's already got a swimming pool and I don't really have the 40 grand to install a swimming pool. Why don't I just go borrow my neighbors? <laughs> it's the same thing with a podcast. You know, why go to all this trouble to start up a podcast? I know John Lee Dumas, you know, he's a really famous podcaster with his Entrepreneur on Fire podcast. And so a lot of people are jumping on the podcast bandwagon for exactly that reason, because, you know, he's so well known out there. But, you know, I'm all about pushing the easy button. You know, why not just be a podcast mm. guest? Go out there where podcasts are already created and just show it's a lot easier. This is such a blinding flash of the obvious, Donna. I just, I feel like slapping myself across the face and saying, gee, why didn't I think of that? <laughs> but uh, anyway, let's, I, and it's fantastic that you not only have, you know, created this strategy, but you have a whole action plan for people uh, who I'm showing them how to implement it. So let's start with who will this strategy work for? You know, it works for almost anybody, especially those that want to get out and enhance their credibility. People like, you know, business owners and coaches and authors and speakers. You know, it's really great. Say, for example, you're trying to do some crowdfunding for some uh, project that you've got. If you've got oh, a small, what a great idea. Yeah. Um, even if you've got a small business, a lot of people will think, well, you know, I'm the local insurance agent or I've got a local car repair shop. And they wonder, you know, what are podcasts going to do for me? Well, it's not really about, uh, for them, not really about attracting people, you know, from all over the globe because they've got a geographically based business, but it's about establishing authority among their, their current geographic customers, you know, in their, in their local area that they know what they're talking about and it's a great way to share information. So even though you may be geographically limited by your customer base, podcasting can still help your business. So if you're, you know, a service business or professional in any capacity, this strategy can work for you. The only people I would say the strategy is not going to work for are those people that are looking for sales right away. I mean, you know, you're like uh, one bill between uh, losing your business and keeping your business or anybody who's chasing a transaction. And the reason for that is that podcasts are evergreen. So you really don't want to be promoting something that's got a time limit on it, you know, a webinar that's happening on a certain day or you've got a sale going on for a certain time because you never know when somebody's going to listen to a podcast. And they may listen to it right away when it's released. They may listen to it three months, six months, nine months, three years down the road. I mean, Frank, when I was putting together my new media kit, 
I went, I was doing some research on Google and found podcasts that I had been interviewed on way back in 2008 and 2009. Those things stick wow. in Google. So you really want something that is evergreen, something, a offer that's not going to go away because those things hang around and you never know when somebody's going to listen to them. You know, this is so amazing. And I, I hope it didn't sound uh, like I was saying anything negative when I, when I used that blinding flash of the obvious phrase, Donna, because oh, no, not at it's, all. Well, and I'll tell you why. It's like the most brilliant insights are the ones that are so just like that. It's so simple and insightful, and it just cuts through all of these problems. It's like a paradigm shift. It's like, boom, you know, there it is. There's the solution. And I really, you know, as I listen to you speak and talk about the ways that this strategy can be leveraged, it's clear that you have thought this through very thoroughly. And, um, you know, the more you talk, the more I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. I got to do that. Got to do that. <laughs> so, okay. So there are thousands of podcasts out there and I'm sure, you know, they're are many that would benefit somebody who's in a particular line of work, but there's probably a lot more that would have absolutely no beneficial impact on them at all. How do I decide which podcasts I should appear on? Well, Frank, the thing, first thing you need to keep in mind is that it needs to, the podcast needs to be listened to by your target market. So, for example, you know, if there was a prepper podcast, I say that because I just read this whole series of survivalist books over the holiday weekend. Um, I would have absolutely nothing to contribute to that podcast. Nobody on Survivalist Podcast wants to know how to be a podcast guest. You know, they want to know what the latest, greatest water filtration system is, you know, or the newest tent, you know, that doesn't weigh anything, you know, they can use in case of a apocalyptic uh, episodes, you know. Um, mm -hmm. So you really need to be sure that your target market is listening to the podcast that you're you know, looking at to be a, to be a guest on. You want to make sure that they regularly have guests so it's not something that, you know, appears to be active for one month and then there's a three-month absence of any guests and then they come back for a week and then there's another three-month absence. You want somebody that's having guests on fairly regularly and you want to look at somebody who's got some experience. So I'm saying they have at least 10 episodes in the can, you know, so, so that you know if you're dealing with a host who knows what they're doing. Um, you want to sh make sure the last episode was in the last two weeks or so because that gives you a pretty good indication that you know they're they're producing podcasts regularly, and you want to be sure that the whole podcast tone matches your brand. You know, I I always think of uh, a, this common a friend that we have in common, Brian Horn, when he was on the Howard Stern show, and, and I was thinking, I don't know that I want to be on Howard Stern. Howard Stern kind of scares me because you don't yeah. know what's going to come out of his mouth. Um, mm -hmm. So you know, if you've got if you you know don't go in for salty language or, you know, you don't go in for very conservative views. Um, those are probably not the podcast you want to appear on. So you want to be sure that um, you want to listen to a couple episodes of the podcast just to be sure you think you are what they are. They are what, what you think they are before you decide to apply to be a guest. Well, is there some place you can go to find out, you know, where the types of podcasts you should be on are? I mean, a, a directory or breakdown of podcasts? Well, you know, there are a number of places, but you know, the, it's kind of funny. The easiest way to find a podcast to be interviewed on is simply go to Google and type in podcast plus your industry. So I would type in wow. podcast plus business or podcast plus entrepreneur or podcast plus marketing, and you'll see this whole host of or whole, all these listings of people that have got podcasts. 
um, about those particular topics. And you simply just start looking at them there, start evaluating them. Do they meet your criteria? Do they kind of meet this litmus test of stuff that I talked about earlier um, about whether or not you'd want uh, to be a guest on those? And I've got a free gift that I'll talk about a little bit more about at the end of this uh, show today that shows you some more ways to find um, podcasts and that's in a free webinar that I did, but I'll you know save the information for that for the end of our show today. Okay. Well, let's get on to the next point then. So I let's say that I have uh, decided which one or more podcasts that I'd like to be interviewed on. How do I persuade those people that they ought to interview me? They may they may be like, "Who the heck are you, pal? I don't think we I don't think my listeners really want to hear what you have to say." Well. I, as a podcast host, I don't get that reaction as much as I get people submitting things like, oh, I'm the author of 11 books and have these bazillion credentials. And I'm like, yeah, oh. so uh, what are you going to talk about? Or, you know, I get something really vague like, I'm a thought transformation coach. And I'm like, what the heck is that? Why do I care? <laughs> or, or I'm a marketing strategist and I help entrepreneurs with their marketing. It's like, well, that's great. You know, exactly what do you do? So I don't, what I'm getting pitched is, is stuff that doesn't make me sit up and say, oh, I'd really like to have you as a guest. So instead, you know, depending on the kind of podcast I was doing, you know, if I got pitches something like, you know, if I had a relationship podcast or a podcast for guys, you know, like, you know, the Epic Man podcast or something, and I got something like, how to date the girl you want, even if you're a shy, introverted guy, I would think, you know, that's exactly what I need for my podcast. Or if I had a relationship podcast and got a pitch for how to create a happy, thriving marriage after infidelity, I would want to wow. interview that guest. Or if I had a, some kind of fitness podcast or an entrepreneurial podcast and somebody pitched me 20-minute fitness transformations for the busy entrepreneur, I would think, you know, that's something that my listeners want to hear. So that's the biggest thing that I get are people giving me really vague stuff without any point, without any direction, no point of view. You really do have to have a compelling topic and a compelling title that host cannot resist. It sounds almost like what you're saying is that you're pitching them on the story, not on you. Oh, absolutely. It should not be about you at all. They really don't care who you are. What they're caring about is, <laughs> do you have a topic that's going to be valuable to my audience and is going to help them in some way? You know, whether you're, I mean, I don't care if you're, you know, a trash collector or you're a CEO of a Fortune 500 company. You know, if you don't have a compelling topic, regard, you know, it doesn't matter what you do. They're, they're looking for the topic and they're looking to help their audience. That's fantastic. That is so insightful. So that leads perfectly into my next question, which is, what should I talk about? If, if, if that's the critical element that's going to determine whether a podcast host is going to choose to interview me or not, what, what should I say? I mean, how should I uh, organize my thoughts ahead of time? And then how best can I deliver my message while I'm being interviewed? You know, Frank, the best thing to do is not to hold back. You know, you if you're like me, you know, I listen to a lot of podcasts, I listen to a lot of webinars, and I get all these coy hosts who uh, spend lots and lots of time talking about themselves and very little mm -hmm. time talking about a particular topic. Being on a podcast is not the time to do that. You really want to be authentic. You want to share valuable information uh, for, your, for the listeners. 
you don't want to hold back anything. Hopefully I'm not holding back here. I'm telling you, you know, pretty much everything I know mm-hmm. about the topic you're talking about. But what really, really connects with an audience is sharing personal stories. You know, I used to teach for um, a, a virtual training organization and did that for four years. And I had students come back to me years later saying, oh, Donna, you know, I never forgot that time you told us about such and so. And it was about a story that I had relayed in my teaching experience. You know, they didn't necessarily remember the point I was trying to make, but they did and not didn't realize it because they remembered the story that I told. And so wow. in the same way, you become a much more interesting guest when you tell personal stories to illustrate things rather than just simply citing facts or statistics or, you know, criteria for something. That is so true. The power of storytelling transcends whatever the medium is. It could be digital, it could be face-to-face, but people definitely remember stories better than they remember statistics. Um, okay, so I, I want to speak from the heart. I, I think one thing that occurred to me also while you were saying that is it's important to uh, show your vulnerability as well. You don't want to come across as if you're, you know, somebody who's a know-it-all and never made a mistake in their life. Uh, I think people Absolutely. really relate better to those who made a mistake, learned from it, and then shared what they learned as part of the interview. I think that helps tremendously. Okay, I mean, we could talk about this forever, Donna, but we're already running out of time, believe it or not. Uh, let me ask you, okay, I, I've done all these things. I, I made the decision to uh, accelerate my authority positioning by appearing on multiple podcasts. I've got my story put together. I'm pitching the hosts. I figured out what I'm going to talk about. I know where I want to be. How does this benefit me in, in a measurable way? How do I turn my podcast appearances into dollars and cents? Well, you know, Frank, there's this little secret to make the most of your interview to get three to ten times more engagement than other guests might. And typically, like you're going to ask me here shortly, and I know you are, um, an interviewer or host are, are going to they're close with a question, something like, "Well, you know, tell us where our listeners can get more information about you, or what's what's next for you, or you know, something like that." And that's your opportunity to mention one of your opt-in offers on one of your websites as a way of giving people more for free. This is not really a salesy move, but it's offered as an opportunity for the audience. And I know, you know, as I interview guests on my podcast, the worst thing that they do is, oh, well, connect with me on LinkedIn. Connect with me on Facebook. Or here, just go to my website and just look around. Or, you know, this is the really the, the worst one. Sign up for my free email newsletter. And I think, oh, you know, <laughs> nobody wants to volunteer to get more email. And you've got to give them something that they really want that you know ties in with whatever you've talked about on the interview. Just don't simply send them to your website or simply send them to sign up for an email newsletter. Make it a gift. Make it an opt-in that they would love to get. That's great. That's perfect. And so then as a result, some percentage of the people listening to you will share their contact information with you. Oh, absolutely. And then, you know, they get on the, you know, apparently they're already on the like, know, and trust trail for you because they mm-hmm. like what you had to say well enough to go go visit your website and then opt in. And then it's your job then to engage with them as a prospect and eventually turn them into a customer. But it all starts with that first opt in. And the, one of the beauties of this strategy that you're describing is that the person is raising their hand and, and self-qualifying as a prospect. Yes, this is something I'm interested in. 
you know, and here's my contact information and my implicit permission to talk to me about this further. Absolutely. And so it really decreases any need to go out and do any cold prospecting or any cold calling. If you're on enough podcasts, and again, you know, podcasts are around for a long time and people are listening to them at different points in the year, it really can become this automatic marketing funnel for you and your business. And, you know, frankly, it will convert three to ten times better than a normal interview with no call to action will. It's fantastic. This is just great stuff, Donna. And I wish that we could spend more time talking about it. Uh, I, as I say, am absolutely going to implement this strategy. And I am also going to promote you as the expert, as the subject matter expert in this area. I don't think I've heard anybody else talk about this. And even if I had, you're, you have such a clarity to your message uh, that it's just it's just compelling. And so I am so pleased to have had you here on Radio Free Enterprise to share this with my listeners. Well, thanks. It's been great being here. So if somebody's been listening to all of this and they're like, just like I am, they're like, yeah, 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 uh, learn more, get your, your free gift that you were just talking about? Uh, well, Frank, if people like what I had to share here, they're really going to love what I have to share in a webinar that I did recently called Be a Podcast Guest, the number one way to attract more clients, enhance your authority, and increase your online visibility. And I go into a little bit more detail on some of these strategies and some of these tips to give them even more information on being a great podcast guest. And they can get the replay of that webinar by going to bizsmartmedia.com forward slash RFE for Radio Free Enterprise. Again, that was bizsmartmedia.com forward slash RFE. Well, I will include a link to that uh, in the show notes for this episode. And uh, I have listened to the entire, watched the entire webinar myself fantastic information everything all the great stuff that you've just gotten from donna here in this interview but even more it's it's quite a bit longer than uh, the time that we had allotted for today's podcast interview donna thank you so much again for being here i'm just so excited about being able to share this with my listeners well thank you frank it's been great being here thanks again to donna gunter and thank you for listening until next time, what I need you to do is to go to iTunes and subscribe to Radio Free Enterprise. Maybe even leave me a, a big rating and a, a nice glowing review while you're there, why don't you? And then stop back by RadioFreeEnterprise.com and register with the site so you can stay on top of all the exciting doings here at RFEHQ. In the meantime, this is Frank Falker saying, I'll see you on the radio. Don't touch that dial. Uncle Frankie will be right back after this. If I had a mind to...